So when I got home and I sat down and I was meditating, the phone rang, and it was somebody who was calling an initiate out of town, and they were having some concern and some struggle, and they were complaining about how that they really thought that once they were initiated, their lives were going to change. It was going to be a lot easier, that a lot of these problems would go away, and that they would just be able to approach life very differently. And so I, I didn't say anything for a moment. I just stayed in that place of observation and listening. And they said, are you there? Are you, are you there? And I said, yeah, I'm here. I'm just listening to what you have to say right now. And, and they said, well, I, I'm finished with what I was asking you and saying. I want to know what you have to say about it. And I said, well, I don't know that I have anything to say because I think what you're saying is true. Yes, we do get caught up in the world. The world is ever pulling on us. And initiation does change us. But it doesn't change us in the physical. It changes us in the spirit. It gives the soul an opportunity to look inward and upward and to begin to see a path before it that leads it back home to the realms of spirit. And that's what initiation is about. Initiation is about the salvation of your own soul. It's about you finding that pathway by which you can walk daily in loving, in centeredness, in focus to the divine that you are, and living from there. But realizing that if you have a physical body, and you do, you're also going to find that the physical body is going to still be doing its routine. It's still going to get caught up in the physical things and have the physical needs, and that's not going to change. And it won't change until you take your last breath and you leave your physical body for the last time, and then it will change. Because then you will not have the tug of war of the pendulum swinging back and forth in the world of polarity, and you will not have the pull of the sensual nature and the mind ever pulling you down into its creation of the material world. And until then, you are going to look to see how can you live as a balanced being in this creation, knowing that you're not a part of it, but that here is where your lessons lie. And I said, the one thing I've always found for me, when I go into disturbance with this creation, when I get upset that I'm still having to deal with it every day, that it doesn't go away, that yes, so what if I meditated five hours, four hours, three hours? As soon as I open my eyes, the world is there. The problems are there. The people are there. The disturbances are there. Why are they there? Because they are there, and you now have brought your attention to them. So what I have found for myself is that if I can ever bring myself back to that centeredness where I am observing, where I am paying attention but not getting caught up in the movement of energy in this level, that I can still stay focused and live more the loving and live more from that place of divinity and centeredness and neutrality than if I allow myself to get caught up to be pulled away from my centeredness and not to be so much the observer, but one that is caught up in the action and reaction of this creation.
So, if you've approached a spiritual pathway, this one or any other one, thinking that somehow this pathway, whatever it be, is going to be the solution to all your problems. Everything's going to be resolved. Now God's going to give me all the money I need. I'm going to find that perfect mate. I'll get rid of this one, and I'll get the right one. <laughs> well, I've heard that happen, and I've heard that stated. Be aware that that's not what a spiritual pathway is about. And the key word there is spiritual. It isn't a physical pathway. It has nothing to do with the physical. It has to do with the spirit. It has to do with the soul. It has to do with who you truly are which isn't of this creation. So be aware that if you're entering on a spiritual journey, that it is truly a spiritual journey. And meditation and initiation has nothing to do with this creation. It has everything to do with the soul finding its way back home to God, going back from which it came. And in that process, you are also going to gather together all that is of your truth, your loving, your joy, your peace, your wisdom, your understanding, your strength, all back to its original source, which is the soul. And begin once again to stand in that and to live in that and to move in that into this creation to its fulfillment for you. Oftentimes, we have dispersed all of that out into this creation. And we have placed all of our loving, all of our joy, all of our everything that is of the soul out here as we focused out here trying to find it, trying to discover it, trying to bring it to us. We've placed it out here and then we begin a treasure hunt. The key is, is to stop doing the treasure hunt and trying to find it all out here and reclaim all that you have given away to the world and bring it back to yourself in its fullness and live in the fullness of the divine that you are. I found that for myself when I was a teenager. I fell in love with this girl. I was 15, she was 16. And I was madly in love with her, and I would have done anything for her. But she wasn't interested in me. She was going with a football player at the high school, and I didn't measure up to that at all, so that wasn't going to happen. But I was still in love with her, and we became very good friends. And I did everything I could to try to somehow win her over, to get her attention, to, to get her to love me and not just like me as a friend. But it just wasn't happening. And I realized the more I wanted it, the more I was not feeling the loving inside that I had known up until that time. I knew loving. I knew the power of loving. And I knew what loving can do for myself inside and for my connection with God. But I found that my connection with God in my times of prayer every day was diminishing. It was weakening. It wasn't the same. It didn't have the intensity. It didn't have the focus. It didn't have the clarity. And I didn't have the inner experience that I had had 
before. I didn't understand why. I thought, well, either something's wrong, God doesn't like me anymore, I'm not doing it right, until finally one day I was with this girl and we were having some milkshakes at this shop and we were talking and as I was looking at her, I saw in her aura, and I'm, I'm very thankful to God that I can see these things because it really has helped me over the years. All of a sudden, I could see something in her that I really liked. I went, oh my God, that's what I want. That's why I want her so much, because it's that that I want. And I looked at it, and I was talking to her, and I looked at it, and she was talking to me. And then I just stopped talking, and I was looking at her, and she's going, Jim, Jim, what are you doing? Talk to me. Say something. What are you doing? And I was just staring at her aura in this one spot. And I realized something. I had taken and placed all this loving that is my loving to her, in her, and placed it at her feet, hoping that somehow she would give me loving back. And what I was looking at in her aura was my own loving that I had given to her. And it was just sitting there in her aura. She wasn't responding to it. She wasn't using it. She didn't appreciate it. She didn't even know it was there. But there it was. And as I was looking at it, I was going, well, why can't she love me? There it is. She loves me. And all of a sudden I realized, no, that's my loving for the spirit of me. That's my love. And all of a sudden I said, you know what? I don't think I love you anymore. Uh, but I like you a lot. I don't want to be in loving with you. I don't want to try to, to have you in a romantic way. And I could see my love energy, my consciousness, coming back towards me as I was saying this. And she was going, what? Well, wait a minute. You know, it is how it is. You know, as soon as you don't have what you want, now you want it. All of a sudden, because I wasn't going to give her the attention and I wasn't needing her anymore and I wasn't going to be buying her things anymore, it was like, well, wait a minute. Let's talk about this. <laughs> but I knew right then and there I wanted my loving I didn't want to be giving it to her and having it out here somewhere. So it came back. And as it did, I began to feel renewed. I felt so refreshed inside and quiet. And I didn't have this disturbance that was running me. And I would want to be with her so that I didn't feel this disturbance running. And when I wasn't with her, I was just so disturbed, so shaken inside. And I realized afterward I wanted to be with her because I wanted to be with my loving. <laughs> it wasn't her, it was my loving that I had given to her that I wanted to be with. And so I felt so centered, so quiet, so at ease. And that night when I went into my prayer, it just opened. And there was the realms of spirit. There was the loving with God. And I could move beyond God into the purity of spirit, into that which is the undefined spirit. And I knew in that moment I would never give up my loving again if I could help it. And then I wondered, as I entered into the next day, I wondered, what else have I given away? What else is out there? And so I started paying attention. And when I went into my third period, which was an English class, and I went in and I sat down, I saw with my teacher something in her aura that was mine. And 
what it was, was I wanted her to like me, to appreciate me, to give me attention. And I had placed all this expectation and this want to be acknowledged by her in her aura, in her consciousness, focused it upon her and placed it with her. And she was giving it back to me. And I had done this all unconsciously. I wasn't even aware that I had done it until I was sitting there and I looked at that and I realized as I looked at the energy in her aura and saw my own in it, I heard what it was. I heard it loud and clear. I heard it in my own voice say, this is this. This is your want of acknowledgement. And so I claimed it. I said, come back. Come back home. Come back where you belong. Come back to your creator, to your source. Come back now. And it started coming back. And all of a sudden, I didn't need anybody's acknowledgement. I was fine just as I am. And I like who I am. And if somebody doesn't like who I am, that's their problem, not mine. And that's pretty much where I started truly living that more every day, that statement. Up until then, I knew it, and I would say it periodically, but from that point on, once I reclaimed my own acknowledgement, my own self-awareness, I was fine with who I am. And I didn't need anyone to acknowledge me, to approve of me, to give something to me, to make me feel better about myself. And so I went for the next few days just going through my life, looking to see what was in people's auras, and was I in there anywhere? <laughs> Have I given my part myself to them? And sure enough, in my mom, in my dad, in my brother, there were parts of me. Some of it was very, very old from my childhood when I wasn't even really conscious mentally. It was more of an emotional energy that I'd given away to them. And I realized later that that was part of the bonding energy between the child and the parent. And that as I became aware of that energy in my mother and my father's auras, and I began to reclaim it, I realized that that was that which is the bonding energy. When the parent picks up the child for the first time, and there is that connection made, and that bond is created, and the loving begins to flow, I realized in that moment that I was reclaiming something that I had placed with them so long ago. And it was very interesting in that moment too because I realized that that was also reciprocated. That what I had given to them to bond with them, they had given something of themselves to me to bond with me. And so I then began a different journey after I reclaimed all these things of my own, I began to do a different journey. And that was to give back all the things that were placed upon me by others and give it back to them. To say, oh, by the way, here, this is yours and this is yours and I don't need this anymore. Thank you very much. And <laughs> I'm not doing that. Thank you. And slowly but surely, all these things that I had seen in my, eye, uh, my aura and how you had identified as my own, either as a feeling or as a knowing of myself, I began to give away. And all of a sudden, this burden was gone. This burden of expectation of how I had to be, of what I had to be, of 
what I had to do and when I had to do it. And just all these things were lifted. And then my relationship with my parents changed. That energy of them feeling that they had to do something for me, that they had to take care of me, that, that, that energy of, of need and expectation between the mother and the child, the father and the child, began to dissipate. And our relationship changed. And my mother and I talked about my father and I never did. But it changed. But it changed into a much better place. Because I was able to stand in my own self more and relate to them in my fullness. And they were able to relate to me in a different way than they had before. Because of that energy of bonding being dissipated with the loving remaining. And I realized something, that before we were playing a karmic game, we were caught up in the karmas that brought us together as a family. And now we were free of the karmic bond that drew us together in the first place. Why I chose them as my parents, why I came into that family, why we had that bond at birth. We were free of that. And now we were learning to live in the loving together without that karmic bond, without that family bond, holding us together. The polarity had changed. And now we were together because we wanted to be together, not because we had to be together. There wasn't any more of this attraction holding us together. There was a decision to be together. And so... I realized from that time on to pay attention to other people's auras and to myself. Now, you may not be able to see your aura or other people's auras to be able to do what I did, but you were able to feel, you were able to see, you were able to hear. And in those three qualities of the divine self, you are able to do what I was doing. It may not be exactly the same way, but you are able to do that. If you will just listen to what people are telling you and how you respond, how you react, how you move on what they say to you, and see if you are in reaction or if you are feeding something to continue getting from them what they are saying to you, then more than likely you have given a part of yourself over to them and are now trying to get back something to fill that area that you have created an emptiness in. Does that make sense? If I give a part of my loving to you, then there's going to be an emptiness here that now I am going to look for somebody to fill up. All I really have to do is just go back and reclaim that and say, no, that's mine. I don't give that away. I'll share it with you. Through a smile, a laugh, a conversation, a party, a movie, whatever. But I'm not going to give it away to you anymore. So look and see. Look and hear. Look and feel. Where have you given parts of yourself away to others in this creation? And you don't have to go up and say, oh, excuse me, I'm going to take that back. Thank you very much. But you can go up and claim it for yourself. You can just say, all that I have given away to you, all that is of my divinity, 
of my essence of loving, of my joy, of my peace, I now reclaim back to myself. You can say that silently inside. You don't even have to be with the person. Just be with yourself and begin to reclaim. Just call it back to yourself. And you don't even have to know where that energy resides, where you've given it away or what you've given it away, to or what you've given away. Just reclaim it. Call it back. One way to do it is just to go inside, into meditation, and chant the name of God if you're initiated, or chant the hue or the anahu if you're not initiated, or if you're initiated. Those frequencies that you create by chanting those names begin to bring you back into a centeredness that connects you back to your own divinity, your soul. And your soul knows immediately how to reclaim all that has been given away by this downward and outward focus and the action of the mind. It's the mind that gave it away, not the soul. So it is now the soul who's going to reclaim it. So it means first rising above the mind, holding your attention here, focusing your loving inward and upward toward God. And in that inward and upward focus, there's an automatic action of the energy of the soul coming back into itself, reclaiming itself to be renewed, restored once again to its fullness. That's the easiest way to do it. I didn't know that at the time when I was doing this as a teenager at 15 years old. But I know it now. But you can also do it the way I was doing it at the age of 15, which is just to go through your life and see where do I find myself being drawn to and why am I drawn to this person or this place or this situation and what have I given away here that now I want to reclaim. Then you can begin to see how you want to live your life differently. All of a sudden you'll be in a different action rather than a reaction. And I realized that I was in true reaction with this girl. I mean, total reaction. Hormonal reaction, emotional reaction, mental reaction, physical reaction, just reaction. And it's in the reaction that I gave my power away, my power of loving. It's in that reaction that we give ourselves up to others and hoping to somehow win or to get what we want. But the one thing I found is we're never going to find what we want in this world. We're never going to find it. It isn't here. The soul doesn't want anything of this creation. There's nothing in this world that the soul needs or wants. The soul is here just for experience. And the one way to have experience is through observing. Just observe what's going on. And through that observation, you will glean the experience and the soul will claim that experience and in that knowing can then return home to God, having fulfilled what it came here to do, which is to have experience and through that experience come into the greater knowing of itself as a divine creator and understand the principles of creation, the power of creation, the action of creation, the fulfillment of creation.
The trick is we've gotten caught up in this creation because of the action of the mind. And the mind is just ever giving parts of the divine self energy away. It's not breaking up the soul. It's not dispersing the soul, but it is dispersing our attention and our energy. So bring your attention and bring your energy back to your center, back to yourself, and live the fullness, live the wholeness, live the holiness that you are. And it begins simply by going inside, closing your eyes, and chanting the name of God, or chanting the hue or the anti-hue, rising above the mind, and allow the soul to do the rest. You do not have to do anything at the level of the mind or the emotions or the body. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to be with anybody. You just are to be centered with yourself and let the soul do what it knows how to do. And you may also find that during your day at work, at play, wherever, you may find that there's still parts of yourself dispersed out into this creation. Claim it. Claim it back to yourself. And I'll tell you what. There have been times where I thought it was mine, and it wasn't. And when you claim something that you think is yours, and it's not, and it comes upon you, you start pulling it towards you, you're going to know right away it's not yours. You're going to get a stomach ache, an upset stomach. You're going to get nervous. You're going to get a headache. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to feel it somehow. At least for me, I feel it. I feel it more than I see it. And then I go, wait a minute, that's not mine. You go back where you belong. <laughs> thank you, no, no thank you. And I let go of it. And I've learned now not so much to try to do what I was doing at the age of 15, going around and trying to claim all the parts of myself to myself once again, but rather just to sit down and let the soul do what it knows to do best in meditation. So, the one thing I would like for you to understand is that the spiritual pathway is about the spirit. And that the initiation that is given is about the spirit. And it is laying forward a path that the soul, the spirit of you, can return home to God. It isn't the elixir of life at this level. It isn't going to solve all your problems and take away all your physical pains, all your disturbances of life in this creation. Because those are your lessons that the soul came here to do, and it's for you to do those lessons to its fullest, however you do that. And one way to do it is to be the observer. Observe the pain, observe the situation, and then see how you might approach it differently than you have before. And oftentimes, just by being the observer for the moment, you can begin to see how to approach something in a new way. To approach a pain in your own body. And to love it. To honor it. To accept it. To allow it. And then say, okay, now, what are we going to do to get rid of you? Is there a solution here where we can now begin to release you? And see if that doesn't take place. I've had that happen for myself, and I know it's happened for others. 
but there are some things that are there for the learning, there for the teaching, and they may reside in you, with you, a lot longer than you might want them to be. Continue doing that first law of spirit, which is acceptance. Accept it, just as it is. Accept it, love it, forgive it. Accept it, love it, forgive it. Do it, do it, do it. You know, I was talking with somebody recently, and they said, but Jim, I've done forgiveness with this situation. I don't want to do it anymore. I don't have to do it. I've done it. And I said, but just by the way you're saying that right now, you're still in disturbance. It's still bothering you. It's still present with you in a way that isn't working for you. And they said, you're damn right. And I said, then you haven't forgiven it. Because if you truly have forgiven it, it would be quiet. It would be neutral. You wouldn't be in this reaction right now. And they said, I don't want to forgive it anymore. I'm tired of forgiving it. I said, I don't think you've forgiven it yet. I don't even think you've approached the action of forgiveness. I think you've, uh, you've looked at it, but you haven't moved into doing. Do it. And then they said, I don't know how to forgive it. I don't feel forgiveness for this situation. I don't want to forgive them. I said, that's why it's not working for you. You don't have to want to forgive them. Forgive them anyway. You don't have to feel the forgiveness. Forgive them anyway. And forgive yourself in the situation too. So they went and they did it. And they called yesterday and said, okay, so now it's working. Now what do I do? I said, if it's working, continue doing it. They said, how many times do I have to do this? I said, until you don't have to do it anymore. And they said, how do you know when you don't have to do it anymore? I said, when you stop thinking about them, when the energy dissipates and it's no more there in your daily consciousness, when you're not walking through the grocery store thinking about them, when the situation energetically just isn't with you anymore, then it's done. And I said, but then I would even do it a little bit longer just to make sure that there's no telltale seeds laying around in your consciousness that might take root again. So I would say be aware of the pendulum of this creation and its motion back and forth, positive and negative. And be aware of the tug of war that is going on because the mind wants to be in dominion over the soul. And the mind wants to keep the soul attracted downward and outward in this creation and caught up in it. And the soul is ever wanting to go home. It is ever wanting to focus inward and upward and go home. But as long as the mind now has its bound, its, its, its binds upon the, on the soul, the mind is in charge and the soul is trapped here. Free it. Go inside. Allow it to begin that inward and upward journey home to God. And allow yourself not to stay so focused in the world and looking to the world for solution, for answer. And realize that whatever you lived with before you were initiated or before you started a spiritual journey is going to be there the day after initiation or the day after you begin a meditation practice. 
but it's how you approach it that's going to make the difference. So I guess that's it for tonight. So thank you all. And um, be aware, again, December 10th from noon to 5, we'll be doing wrapping of the gifts for the Coins for Kids project. So kind of keep that open. We'll have pizza and different food things here for you to all snack on. So if you haven't eaten lunch, come and enjoy, and we'll have a good time. See you next Tuesday.